And any person that doesn't really know God tonight is separated. And if they were to die tonight without God's love and God's grace and mercy, they would go into eternity, into hell. This is one of the reasons why Jesus Christ was sent into the world, to save you, to save me. This is why people need God's incredible love. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Raul's teaching today continues our celebration of the Lord's matchless love, and it's good to have you with us. If you've never received God's gift of salvation, you'll learn how you can be forever free from the bondage of sin with an eternal hope for the future. If you already have this hope, you'll be directed to share God's goodness with others. The lesson today is titled, God's Amazing Love for Us. Join us in John 3.16. Here's Roll. I can't believe how much God loves each one of us here tonight. Think for a moment how the whole world is angry, mad, no hope. No hope. Mothers and fathers arguing, fighting, separating, divorcing. Brothers and sisters breaking relationship with one another. And yet when you think of the world and the hate that the world has. And yet when I think as a believer of that amazing, amazing love that God has for me. And for you tonight. I love it. Because I just want you to know tonight that God loves you so much. That he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins. To cleanse you, to wash you by his blood. And when you think of the gospel of John, it is the gospel of love. It is the gospel that Jesus gives to us concerning himself becoming the son of God, a deity. And as he writes in the third chapter, as God is dealing with a man by the name of Nicodemus, a Jewish rabbi, one that belonged to the Sanhedrin, the governing rulers of Israel, 72 of them, a rich man, pretty wealthy, and yet, in spiritually speaking, Nicodemus was a very empty person. Like so many people today. And as Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus came by night to question Jesus. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus took him aside and began to expound to him. That he had to be born again of the Holy Spirit. And as Jesus is explaining everything concerning the new birth. By the time he gets to chapter 3, verse 16, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is true life. 
God's love for you. God's love for me. This is the reason for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into the world. In the Gospel of Luke, Luke tells us in chapter 19, verse 10, he says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Every one of us were lost at one time. Paul in the book of Ephesians tells us about our past, present, and future. How we used to be in darkness in this world, separated from God. And any person that doesn't really know God tonight is separated. And if they were to die tonight without God's love and God's grace and mercy, they would go into eternity and to hell forever and ever. But the Bible says that God, for the Son of Man, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That which was lost. This is why people need God's incredible love. How many people do you know that need God's incredible love? Maybe you're here tonight. And you don't know God's incredible love. The devil already is doing a good job. In stealing our young people. Through the means of drugs. The music. All of the movies. Sex. Money. Power. Destroying marriages, destroying families. And yet, we want this generation to know that Jesus loves them. That Jesus loves them and has a plan for them. And has a plan for you. That's why we do what we do. Because we want the world to know before it's too late that God loves them. And God cares for them. Can you imagine how awesome to know that Jesus loves me unconditionally? Understand that. Unconditionally, He loves you and He loves me. He doesn't want you to come in any other way, but He loves you unconditionally. Come as you are. Come just as you are. How awesome to know That I haven't chosen God, but that He has chosen me. He chose me from the foundations of the world. You know what I find interesting is that as we look at the origin of redemption in chapter 3, verse 16, the first part is what? God so loved. God so loved. Interesting. The origin The fountain head of salvation is the love of God. And by the way, God's love is described in three ways. Number one, God's love is described as a great love. A great love. In Ephesians chapter 2, 4, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love and where he loved us. Talking to our friends, not preaching to them. We're praying. That they will see this great love. And that they'll come like us to find Jesus Christ. As their personal Lord and Savior. Because we don't want them to be separated from us. But we want them to spend eternity with us. That should be our passion. That should be our concern for every one of our family members and friends. To actually spend the time 
in sharing with them God's love. Secondly, God's love is an everlasting love. An everlasting love. In Jeremiah 31.3, he says, The Lord has appeared of all to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have, listen, drawn you. He doesn't draw you by judgment. He draws you by love. Everlasting love that he has for us. And thirdly, God's love is a sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. In Romans 5, 8, Paul said, But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you. Christ died for me. Christ has died for the whole world. And all they have to do is repent. And believe by faith in Jesus Christ. Secondly, the object of redemption. In the second part of chapter 316. The world. The cosmos. The world that we live in. God so loved the world. Out of all the galaxies that he created. He chose this little planet earth. To send his only begotten son. To be born of a virgin. To be born of a virgin mother by the name of Mary. Because he was so concerned with the world that he didn't want men to perish. But he wanted men to be saved. God's relation to the world, number one, he is creator of the world. Creator. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, when they created the world, he created it, what? The heavens and the earth out of bara or asa. Two Hebrew words. Bara means a non-existing material. Asa means something already existing. He used the word bara. Non-existing. He spoke it into being. The world. In Jeremiah 10, 12, he says, He has made the earth by His power. He has established the world by His wisdom and has stretched out the heavens at His discretion. Can you imagine how infinite God is? And we're going to get to spend eternity with Him in heaven. That's why Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled if you believe in me. Believe also that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself. So that where I am, you also will be with me. Heaven doesn't have 72 virgins waiting for us. Like the Muslims say. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Heaven is a holy place. It's God's dwelling We're going to be with Him forever and ever and ever and ever. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to help you grow in your understanding of who God is and what He desires for your life. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. And be sure to order this entire love series on MP3. We'll tell you more about that shortly. Now let's rejoin Roll with the message, God's Amazing Love for Us. Secondly, he is mindful of the world. He doesn't forget the world. He knows what's up. He knows what's going on. 
all the time. In Psalm 115, 12, he says, The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He is mindful of me. Can you believe that? That out of all of the billions of people, God thinks about you individually. And he knows you by name. That's amazing to me. That he's mindful of his world. And thirdly, that he is the redeemer of the world. He is the only redeemer. Nobody else can do that. In Ephesians 1.7 he says, In him, Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. It's by grace. Not by the law, not by works. It's by grace. Unmerited favor. We don't deserve it. God's given it to us free because of his love. And fourthly, he is the judge of the world. Psalm 96, 13 says, For he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. When people stand before God that day, at the white throne judgment, we will never stand at the white throne judgment, those that are Christian. But those in the world that have died without Jesus Christ, they will stand at the white throne judgment in Revelations 20, verse 11 through 15. And the books are going to be open. And whoever's name was not found written in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire for the second death. That means that every person that will stand at the white throne judgment from the day they were born until the day they die, everything they ever did like us was written in a book. And it cannot be erased. The only way to get it erased is to repent and to come to Jesus Christ and ask for forgiveness and He'll cleanse you and wash you by His blood. He'll make everything new. And He'll take your sins, the Bible says, and He'll cast them as far as to the east to the west, and He'll bury them in the deepest part of the ocean, and He will never, ever remember them again. That's the word of the Lord. That's love. That's God's love. Third point, the plan of redemption, chapter 316, the third part, that he gave his only begotten son. He only had one son. Can you imagine what it would be like to give up your son? Or your daughter? How do you think Abraham felt when God, there in the book of Genesis 22. When God called Abraham to take his son Isaac. And take a three day journey to Mount Moriah. He says, and when you get there, I want you to sacrifice your son. And the picture's like this. Abraham immediately gets up in the morning, calls his son, gets his actual donkey saddled, gets his servants, and they get the wood, they get the knife, and they're on their way. And when they get to Mount Moriah in Jerusalem, Mount Calvary today, It says that Abraham told his servants, me and the lad are going up there and we will be back. And the Bible says that Isaac was carrying the wood. Abraham had the knife, but nobody had the sacrifice. And when they got up to the top of the mountain, 
Abraham was already 100 years old. And Isaac was about 33 years old, the age of Jesus. And Isaac said, Dad, here is the altar. Here is the wood. You got the knife, but where is the sacrifice? And Abraham said this in 22.8. God will provide himself a sacrifice. 2,000 years before it ever happened in that mountain, he said, Jesus is going to die for you. That's love. That's love. And God spared Abraham's son. He wanted to see his obedience, to see he would do it. And God provided a ram that was caught on the thickets and he killed it and sacrificed it. Think of such a great plan of salvation God's for us. His love, His grace, His mercy. I mean, when you think that God gave His only begotten Son, this is God's love sacrifice to win back the alienated world by His love. Because sin damaged the love of God and the power of Satan in this world. And yet Jesus was sent to take back the title deed to the earth that was lost by our first parents, Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden in chapter 3 of Genesis. In the book of Revelation chapter 5, we see that there's no one worthy to take what? The book. Only one. Jesus. And it says that as he stood up, the one that had the handprints, the nails, and his feet, and his face was marred. He says he went up and he got the title deed to the earth and he took it back to himself. Why? Because he redeemed the world because of his love that he had for us. We could have been lost eternally. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And listen carefully. The accomplishment came, number one, through God's power. God's power. Nobody else's power. In Deuteronomy 7, 8, the scripture says, But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out in a mighty hand, redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. A type of Satan in the Old Testament. He redeemed you, Israel. He brought you out. Secondly, it is through the blood of Christ. In 1 John chapter 2, 1 and 2, he says, My little children, these things I have written to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate. We have a lawyer with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He himself is the propitiation, the atonement for our sins. And not only for ours, but for the whole world. You see? The whole world. God did it for everybody if they will just repent and accept him by faith and come to Jesus Christ. They can be saved. And thirdly, it is through the grace of God. 
In Romans 3, 24, 25, he says, Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation, atonement by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins they were previously committed. We sinned. Our past is sinful. Our present state is what? Not sinful anymore. Oh yeah, we do sin sometimes. Most of the time. But not the way we used to be. Because of what God has done through His Son, Jesus Christ. He saved us. He's cleansed us and He's washed us by His blood. Fourth and final point. The purpose of redemption. In chapter 316, the fourth part. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Wow. What an offer. What an offer He makes. That whosoever. Anybody. That anybody that believes in Jesus should not perish but have everlasting life. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Nobody. So what's God's solution for men? Number one, God wants to forgive men. He wants to forgive you. He wants to forgive me. In Psalm 130 verse 4 he says, But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. There is forgiveness with you so that we can fear you, God. You see? Secondly, God wants to deliver us from Satan's power. Satan's power. In Hebrews 2.14 he says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him, Satan, the power of death that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Look at Christ has set us free. We are free men and women because of Jesus Christ. Well, it's our prayer that this message has been a blessing for you today to know that as a Christian, you're seen, known, and cared for by the Lord Jesus Christ. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review the lesson you've heard today, we'll be glad to send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and ask for the lesson titled, God's Amazing Love for Us. In just a moment, we'll tell you how you can get this entire love series. But first, here's our radio ministry director, Melinda Reese, with some very exciting news. Melinda? Yes, Jeff. Thank you so much. I just wanted to let everybody know that we are going back to the Ark. The Ark is in Kentucky, and I'm not sure if everybody is aware that they built an exact replica of the Ark that they speak about in the Bible. And also, we will be visiting the Creation Museum, which is an experience in itself. We will be going April 11th through the 14th. So we just wanted everybody to save the date, and more information will come as we get closer. That is great, Melinda. Well, be sure and save those dates for a family trip to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum, April 11th through 14th. We'll keep you posted as more information becomes available. Now, today's message was part of a broader series on the love of God, and we'd like to offer you the entire series on MP3. 
In each lesson, you'll find joy and hope as you meditate on God's actions to send Jesus to die on the cross to save sinners. Get in touch with us today to purchase Roll's Love Series, available now on a conveniently portable USB drive. To place your order, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your thumb drive with all 25 lessons for a gift of $25 or more. That's just $1 per lesson. Our phone number again is 800-634-9165. Or if you'd like, you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Your partnership with us is such a blessing as we share the hope of the gospel through these programs. Thank you so much for your tax-deductible gifts. Tune in again next time as we explore the sobering account of what happened to the Israelites when they repeatedly rejected the Lord. You'll see that while God's love is unconditional, each of us has to make the choice to surrender our hearts to Him. Now here's Raul with a closing comment. And thirdly, God wants to deliver us from the power of sin. The power of sin. Matthew one twenty one, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, or Jehovah Shua. God is salvation, for he will save his people from their sins. Mean, look how rich we are. Look what God has done for each one of us individually. And all we have to do is just believe by faith. And trust Jesus Christ. I am falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.